Okay, lads, I have a cracker of an analogy for you. An absolute belter of an analogy. Now, it's not mine. It's by a guy called uh, Hamilton Morris. And Hamilton Morris... <gasps> is an American journalist, documentarian, and scientific researcher. He is the creator and director of the television series Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia, in which he investigates the chemistry, history, and cultural impact of various psychoactive drugs. Check him out on YouTube. If you just stick in Hamilton Morris into YouTube, you'll find God knows how many different documentaries that he's been in and interviews that he's been in. And the series that I mentioned there two seconds ago, Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia. Okay, so this isn't my analogy. It's Hamilton Morris's analogy and I'm going to plagiarise the shit out of it right now now am I is it a plagiarism when you're openly crediting somebody else I don't think it is a plagiarism I think it would be a plagiarism if I said right lads I've got a class analogy for you and then I just started talking about the analogy that I had heard from someone else so it's not a plagiarism it's just me basically quoting him to a degree but anyway so the analogy is between music and cannabis you could you could say music and drugs. Um, music and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna use music and cannabis. I think he used music and drugs, but I'm gonna use music and specifically cannabis because that's the that's my drug of choice. That's the drug that I am most familiar with and know the most about. So the analogy goes: draw your mind back to the '60s and to the counterculture. Okay, so the the swinging '60s, as they were known, drug use was rife and all that jazz. Okay, so. Now, replace drug use being rife with music. Okay, so imagine a world in the 60s whereby music hadn't been around forever. It was this new thing. It had been around maybe, but nobody was listening to it en masse. But in the 60s, everyone started using it and everyone started talking about it. And it was this it was this hot topic that was the, the latest craze. Like Everybody was listening to music, okay? In the same way that everybody was experimenting in drugs to some degree or another, okay? So... It's associated with the counterculture and the anti-war movement, just like drug use was, specifically psychedelic use, but we won't go down that rabbit hole. So it's the 1960s. Music has really caught on. It's never been listened to en masse before. And it's great. But some people are listening to it way too loud. Way too loud, okay? And doctors have said that certain people have damaged their eardrums to the point whereby they're deaf. Okay, that music is dangerous, basically, that it's harmful and that essentially we need to regulate it. We need to prohibit it and we need to protect people because it's dangerous. And they can cite half a dozen different cases whereby people have lost their hearing and people have fallen out with their neighbours. And there's loads of downsides of uh, of music, basically. There's loads of them. There's, there's explicit lyrics. There's dodgy content. There's all sorts of reasons why music should be banned. Okay. And at the very least, regulate. Okay. So, the problem is, everyone's doing it. So, how do you ban something that everybody's doing? Well, everyone was, not everyone, but that's a gross exaggeration, but hundreds of millions of people were listening, sorry, hundreds of millions of people were smoking weed when they made it illegal around the world. So, that didn't stop them. And the beauty of making something illegal that hundreds of millions of people are doing all the time and see nothing wrong with it, means that you can selectively punish them. Okay, so... If for whatever reason you want to go after somebody. So let's say someone like me. Let's say somebody like me is critical of government, critical of social norms, critical of things like the war on drugs, critical of our education system, critical of our justice system, all those jazz. So you want to silence me. An easy way to do that would be to raid my house 
and find my music collection. Look at this guy. He's got CDs to beat the band. He has 200 CDs. He's obviously supplying... He's, this is obviously supplying a supply issue. Like he's, he's dealing music. Okay? He's got record players. He's got speakers. He even has the means to produce his own music. So we can throw him in jail and not worry about his, his activism, say. Okay? And that's, that's, a, that's a thing with, with laws generally. I'm not a big fan of laws. I think we need laws, obviously enough, but I would sooner we had a small amount of laws that were strictly enforced as opposed to having hundreds and hundreds of laws that you only really enforce when you want to, which means when you want to discriminate against somebody that you, you, you pull up the law that they've broken. Everyone's breaking it, but you know you got caught, so what are you going to do? You broke a law and that's that. But anyway, enough about laws. Everyone's doing it and you can selectively prosecute whoever you want, which is great, Okay. But over time, music being made illegal is, is seen as ridiculous because everybody's still listening to it. It's only, you know, it's only people low on the socio and economic ladder that are, that are really suffering from being prosecuted for it because they don't have the money to defend themselves in court and all the rest of it. But what happens over time is it gets deemed to be so ridiculous that the laws get loosened, they get relaxed slightly. Okay, so now it's okay for, for you to, to listen to music. But you can't record it. You can't rec- you can't create it or record it. You can't publish it. You can't even share it. Okay, but it's okay. You can listen to it if you want. All right. And science jumps in then at some stage and says, "Look, we'll see what's what." Okay, we're going to look at the limited amount of studies that were done before prohibition, and we're going to deduce scientifically that it does have some benefits. Okay, and therefore can be used or called a medicine, used as a medicine or called a medicine. Okay, so. Some people listen to music for anxiety. It relieves their anxiety and they think it's fantastic. So this, this can be medicalized. There is some use for it, okay? There is some good in it. And this could pave the way to making music legal, which is great. But you'd be missing the whole fucking point of music in the first place, okay? You could do studies to show how therapeutic it was. Like There, is, there actually is music therapy, okay? It's proven to alleviate anxiety and depression and can raise or decrease your heart rate. It could also help with neurodegenerative diseases. The, the benefits of listening to music are n- never-ending, essentially. But the point remains that just because something could be used as a medicine doesn't mean that that's all it's good for. Okay, and cannabis is the exact same as this. Yes, it can help alleviate depression. Yes, it can increase your appetite. Yes, it can raise your heart rate. Yes, it can do 101 different things. And it can be used as a medicine. And it should be legal as a medicine. But to limit its use as just a medicine is to miss the whole fucking point in exactly the same way that banning music would be to miss the whole fucking point. Or to legalise it because, you know, you can get it under prescription. Imagine having to get a, a prescription for an album you like. That is literally as ridiculous as having to get cannabis to manage your, your mood or your anxiety or to just alleviate pain or to, I don't know, have a bit of fucking introspection and go inside a little and, I don't know, help figure yourself out. Or maybe to just relax you, maybe to just enjoy it, like you enjoy a whiskey. I mean, we have advertisements for whiskey. Like, drink a bottle of whiskey and see how good you feel. Okay, whiskey can do a hell of a lot more harm in a, in a sitting than cannabis can. And it can do a million times the harm over a long period of time. 
This, this is no secret. This is well known. This is no. This I'm not some undercover investigative journalist that has just realised the danger of alcohol consumption. Okay, this is well known, well known, and we also well know that it has great uses, and we kind of accept it for what it is. It's it's a tool. It can be good or bad, and that it's importantly not good and not bad. It's neither. It's just a tool. It's exactly like a hammer. It's not good. It's not bad. Good to build a house with. Bad when you crack someone across the face with it. And it's funny because I've been making the case for cannabis and other such drugs for God knows how long, but I've never, I've never heard that analogy, and I just think it's brilliant. And I hope in future to do a polished version of this and to sit down and do an hour long, do an hour long episode on the fucking war on drugs, okay? And I've a name for it as well. I'm going to call it the same thing that I'm going to call this episode, which is just say no to drugs. And on that note, I'll chat you soon. <laughs>